Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Des Caught It. I am Daniel Desmond, and today we have a full house, as I am here today with Billy Robb, Zachary Uden, and Caleb Goldstein. Uh, we're going to be going through the top 10 in fantasy points at each position so far and giving one guy who we think will fall off the pace. And then after that, we're going to pick one player at each position that are currently outside the top 12 in fantasy points who we think will end up finishing inside the top eight at the end of the year. And then to end things off, we're going to be doing ride or die. So first, let's get into the fallers out of the top 10 here. Um, so... The top 10 quarterbacks as of week three are Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, Carson Wentz, Kyler, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. So, Caleb, who do you think's falling off the pace? So, honestly, I don't see many fall off from most of these guys. It's sort of what I expected from most of them at the start of the year. But if I were to pick any, then it would be Kyler just because he's he hasn't been playing great for most of the quarters that he's been playing. He had a couple of big quarters. I like his matchup this week against the Panthers, but after this, I think the division matchups that he's going to be faced with is going to make his value start to fall down a little bit past seven. And I think there's guys like Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence who'll be able to jump him and people outside of the top ten as well. Yeah, I, I've i hated Kyler. The only thing is that he has that rushing upside, and that rushing floor is just, like, so good. And you look at the top top three right there, Lamar Hurts and Josh Allen, all rushing QB. So I think Kyler's rushing floor keeps him as a top 10 guy, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that you see those top three guys, but I just think I would take all of them over Kyler. And Obviously, Kyler. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I just think Kyler, he's a little bit careless with the ball at some points. I don't really like his interception to touchdown ratio. And I do like that he's getting D-hop back, which will obviously spark that offense. And Marquise Brown is looking like a, a real wide receiver on, under Kyler's offense. So I think if the Cardinals can sort of get things together and Cliff Kingsbury can sort of like actually lead that locker room, then Kyra will be able to keep in the top seven. But other than that, I just don't see him passing up any of these guys in front of him, definitely. I just feel like Kyler is just like, he's such like a weird quarterback this yeah. year with like the whole Call of Duty things. He's without D-Hop. I just think that even with all of that weirdness, and that's why people like don't really like him this year, yeah. I do think that he is like a solid fantasy quarterback. Yeah, um, I actually decided to go with um, a much worse quarterback being Carson Wentz. He's on a terrible team in the Washington Commanders. Um, they've been subpar this year, and he's actually been decent with a good receiver in Curtis Samuel and McLaurin as well. I just think that he's not going to be able to keep at this pace. We know he's a, in like in the past has not been great. He had that one good season with the Eagles that ended in a 20 ACL, and since then he's never been the same. He was terrible on the Colts last year, and I don't see much of a increase in his talent or his abilities this year and him being six right now i think is just temporary and that won't last forever so i see him easily flying down and even guys like aaron Rodgers, tom brady will eventually pass him yeah i mean you look at this hot 10 he's the outlier like he just sticks out there carson Wentz. yeah he just has there's just nothing special about him he's not as mobile as he used to be at all um I mean, he's got the weapons. I'd say this year the commanders, like the wide receiver core, really isn't that bad. They have just they have Jahan Dotson as well. But I just don't think Carson Wentz has the talent to keep him up here. His uh, offense, his offensive line also sucks. He got sacked like nine times against the Lions last, or not against the Lions, against the Eagles, against the Eagles last week. Yeah, yeah, but I honestly think that he can maybe keep this up just because he has been. I mean, he was awful against the Eagles and had twenty eight points against both of the other teams. And the volume is there for him. They're always going to be passing the ball. They have a lot of weapons. So, I mean, and this t this team's offense isn't even bad. Like, 
we, ha- we, we look at the Eagles game last week, and obviously they got completely destroyed because the Eagles defense played amazingly. But against the, the Lions and the Jaguars, who are two, like, not bad. Well, the Lions they're defense awful. hasn't been The Jaguars awful. defense is awful. No, they're both awful. The Jaguars defense is far from awful. That's the most ridiculous no, thing. The Jaguars defense are, is not they awful. They are they, awful. How are they awful? What do you mean, how are they, they held awful? They held the Colts to seven points, and they— Well, see, zero here's the points, thing. Here's the thing. And, here's then the they, thing. and the Colts, they held the, Colts, the Chargers. The Colts they just, just can't— The Colts just can't beat Jacksonville— in Jacksonville, it's like seven oh, yeah, years in a row. That's so that's like the, their defense then the Chargers, that, yeah. that held them to they zero. Held the Chargers are just points. banged up, and that's that's why I have Justin Herbert falling off. But I do not think that this Jacksonville defense is good at it's, all. It's it's top twenty. It's not the worst defense in the league, and it's not like the command the Commanders it's, play the the, the Giants defense twice, who hasn't been great. They've been pretty good, but and they, they the Commanders, the Eagles, and the Cowboys all have three of the easiest schedules in the league. They play against the worst teams in the NFC. So I think the commanders and Carson Wentz can keep this up and be a top 15 quarterback. Maybe he'll fall out of the top 10, but the volume and the offense is still there for him. I, I just think guys like Brady, maybe <laughs> even Rodgers, are easily going to slide in over Carson well, Wentz. Brady's here. been awful in fantasy, too. It's not like Brady's, Brady's no shown anything. Yeah, you're that right. That is true. He's, yeah. When Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Well, Rodgers is going to continue to not back. have any weapons. That's hilarious. Well, he doesn't have any weapons. Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, he's well, tough. Okay. He's yeah, tough. I'm, not I saying, I'm not saying he sucks, but I'm just saying Rodgers does not have weapons comparable to any of those guys. Comfortable. Okay. Um. Time so, like I just hinted at, uh, my follower is actually Justin Herbert. Um, and I just think that the Chargers might be like the Ravens from last year. They are so injured right now. They're missing Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, Sean Slater, and they're all pro center and Corey Lindsley. I Herbert's also banked up. He had that whole rib injury that he played through, and he got the injection from the guy who ruined Tyrod Taylor's career. So I think that the Chargers as a whole are going to completely fall off the pace here. I still love Herbert. I think Herbert is easily a top-five QB in the league, but I think they're just so riddled with injuries. I think he falls off the pace for a little bit. I think you just have to fade the Chargers in general. Eckler's been absolutely terrible this year. Um, He's done nothing special at all. Keenan Allen's been hurt. Mike Williams, obviously, is just boomer bust. He, yeah. need, he needs the 60-yard touchdown to be any good at all. They've got guys like Joshua Palmer, who's like a developing, almost trending receiver. Um, and other than that, they're they lost their most <coughs> offense. They lost their most important offensive lineman in Rashawn Slater. And Corey Lindsley is also he's been questionable for like the last three weeks. And they're just banged up. And Justin Herbert, obviously, this team doctor, who knows what's what's good with this guy, but he's <laughs> terrible at his job. Um, and like obviously Herbert's extremely talented, but this team's banged up, and Staley has just proved that he is not a good coach yeah, at Staley's all. Staley's been awful, and they need to make a change. I honestly think he could be the first coach fired if they lose this game this week to the Texans. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I so be I'm just fading lose, this yeah. this Chargers team in every direction I could go. Yeah. See, it's like so. Keenan Allen, I've been saying he's going to be back for like the past two weeks, but he just keeps on getting ruled he's out. He's never healthy, like yeah. ever. And then Joey Bosa is out for like the next six weeks. Corey Lindsley might be back. Rashawn Slater is out for the whole year. Not having your left tackle is huge. J.C. Jackson, again, he played against the Chiefs. He missed week one, played against the Chiefs, missed week three. That's up in the air. So I think that this team is just too real with injuries to be that successful. Yeah, I completely disagree with this, and this makes absolutely no sense because Justin Herbert is still a top five talent in the league. and With a broken rib? (laughs) No left tackle. Oh, he has a broken rib? He has a broken rib? Oh, okay. His ribs are so messed up right now. They're broken. They're broken. He can't play. 
He's been playing for every single week. He wasn't even out a week. He does not have Why do they even just got blown out? Yeah, he have they just broken. put up 10 points. Yeah, because they're completely injured. Exactly. Mike Williams didn't even exactly. play in that game. That's okay, well, Mike point. Williams is back this week. Mike they're Williams was there the last week. He played last week. They're playing the Texans. He had one catch suck. last week. The Texans are awful. This is the game. This is the game Jaguars. This is the game. No, you can't. No, you can't say the same thing about the Jaguars at all. This is the This is the game. Texans are not awful. Uh, yes, they are. No, they haven't Texans won yet. Are, Texans are the Texans are bad. awful. They just lost to, to Justin Fields, who didn't even throw like 150 passing yards and two interceptions. The Texans are awful. This is the bounce back game for the Chargers. This is the perfect game to have when you're playing against injuries. Justin Herbertson have a good game against the awful Texans defense. And then what? They play the Browns and the Broncos, who both have also looked pretty bad. The Browns have looked they, very good. That is completely false. The Browns have looked very good. The Broncos, Broncos defense Browns has also been good. really good. Yeah, the defense has been fine, but Herbert will be fine going forward. He has the talent, and he has decent weapons even without Keenan Allen. And going forward, he plays the Seahawks, Falcons, and he has not that bad of a schedule. And when they get healthy, this Chargers team was literally like top five Super Bowl favorites, and we forgot that they just almost lost to the Chiefs by three if it wasn't for Herbert getting injured on the last drive. That, that's the thing. He got hurt. But it's also... It's also Herbert's gonna be getting he's gonna be getting hit so much more. And he already has the rip issue. He his blind side is completely wide open. Corey Lindsley's gonna miss time. This offensive line besides those two guys was already shaky enough. I think he's just gonna be getting dinged up even more. He's never gonna be a hundred percent. This team is never gonna be a hundred percent. So I think they're just fade, gonna slow fade, down. Fade, fade. Mike uh, Williams, one catch healthy, last week. Let's not forget. If he stays healthy, <laughs> his, his only weapon. Yeah. One if he catch. stays healthy and plays every single game, we seem to be throwing the ball to Jalen Guyton. Yeah, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, and Gerald Everett. Oh, Gerald and Everett. the best pass catching running back. Okay. Like, Eckler has been absolutely game. horrible. This he year. has like eight receptions a game. Done nothing. Okay. Zach, who's your guy? My guy is Trevor Lawrence. I think the reason he's even in the top ten is because of a few things. Uh, one, the Jags haven't scored under 20 points this whole season. Week one, they lost to the Commanders, but they scored 22 points. Week two, they shut out the flaky Colts, 24 nothing. And then last week, they slaughtered the Chargers, as we said, 38-10. And I, I, I mean, Christian Kirk could also be a reason. He's in this. He's in the top 10. But I just, I just can't envision the Jags scoring many, like as many points every week going forward. So don't sleep on the Jags. Yeah, I also completely disagree with this Duval. one because Trevor Lawrence is. One of like the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen out of the draft in like the past ten years, and he had a bad year last year because the Jaguars the were completely horrendous. collapsing. Urban Meyer and yeah. Urban Meyer was the coach. And yeah, but Jaguars, even after he left, he wasn't. He like um, he yes, he was. Well, he now was he's not. Dealing, he he's is amazing. With he's Trevor Lawrence is the be, is one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, and he has decent weapons now. And James Robinson looks like a good running back. And they play the Texans twice. They play the Colts again, and they play the Titans. Trevor Lawrence will easily keep up this top 10 status. He is very good. I, I, and when he does get his weapons and when the, the Jaguars are going to continue to improve, and then they'll actually be like... he He's the QB 10. So it's like, do you really see him going up? Uh, or yeah. do you see him going down? I could see him being well, top 15. I, I could, see him, I could see him staying around this pace and then guys who were like actually drafted ahead of him, like Brady and Rodgers, Kirk Cousins even... I could see him, them sliding just above him. Yeah, I don't so know if he's going to like... not slide above Trevor Lawrence. I think he could. There's I no mean, there was so much chance. hype going around uh, the Vikings and their passing offense. Yeah, well. I think he could easily slide in I uh, think in between him and uh, Burrow. Kirk finishes as a top five quarterback. <laughs> Kirk Cousins? What? Yep. Okay, I don't think he'll finish as a top 15 quarterback because he's awful. But Trevor Lawrence, I think he'll jump more people in the top 10 than he'll be jumped by. 
I think he'll jump Wentz, Tua, who's banged up now. Herbert, like you said, is banged up. So I think he has the ability to jump every single one of those guys. And the only people who I see really jumping him are the, like, passive pockers like him, like you were saying, like Rodgers and Brady, who can obviously jump them because they're way more talented. But I think Lawrence has the ability to jump three or four guys that are here. I, I'm, a, I'm a little hesitant to, to <laughs> say that he'll drop out or even move up. I think he'll just stay around, like, this 10 to 12 range. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to move on to the RBs. Um, the top 10 goes as uh, Saquon, Nick Chubb, James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DeAndre Swift, Cordell Patterson, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Jonathan Taylor. Zach, who do you have falling out of the top 10? I have Jamal Williams, and I think his fall will come after a short rise. Um, you know, Swift doesn't look like he'll be playing this week or next week, or I don't really know when he's coming back. Should be somewhat soon. And which is, you know, which I think is promising for Jamal Williams and Jamal Williams fantasy owners. But this is only short term. And I think as Swift comes back from injury, he could I, I just very I just see him plummeting and having very little upside. You know, maybe the only argument you can make is that he has those like uh, like one yard touchdowns. But and then gets like, you know, maybe maybe 10 fantasy points. But I just, you know, I think you could sell high for him this week if you haven't already. But I, I just do not see him being a long-term fantasy player. I think I, the Lions actually like Jamal Williams more than the Swift. They, they love him. Um, Jamal Williams is a extremely tough running back. He's obviously a great guy in the locker room. He gets, mm-hmm. I mean, last week um, he had 87 for two touchdowns. I think every game this year he's had a touchdown. He has at least three touchdowns on the season. Yeah. Um, they feed him in the red zone. Anytime they get inside the 20, he gets carries. He gets passes. He catches passes. Um, and he's just an overall gritty guy. I know that... Swift obviously being injured is going to boost him up. But I think even when Swift comes back, especially now, if he plays well in these next two or three weeks without Swift, it's going to boost his mm-hmm. status and his stock. And even with Swift coming back, I could see more of a share and a split, meaning Jamal Williams will be... I mean, he'll be, just be worth much you more. You definitely don't start Jamal Williams when Swift comes back. Exactly. I don't know if you yeah. say you don't start. You definitely I, do not no. start him. If you're in a he, deep league and you need a flex... I would not be against it. I would be completely against it because, well, he had two touchdowns against the Eagles, and then when he played, when they played at the Commanders, he had 53 yards, and Swift only had five carries in that game. Jamal Williams had 12 carries and less yards and no touchdowns. And I think when Swift comes back, it'll be Swift for most of the time. You might get a fluky touchdown, but he's way too touchdown dependent to be a reliable starter in a 10, maybe 12-man league if you're really injured or you're really, like, on a bye or something. I guess you could put him in there. But after they play the Seahawks and the Patriots, they do have a sort of, like, a hard defensive schedule coming up. They have play the Cowboys, they play the Dolphins, they play the Packers, they play the Giants, they play the Bills. So, I mean, it's not the easiest schedule for them. They have a hard defensive schedule coming up. And especially when Swift comes back. I agree with Zach. I, I mean, that. look, I, a lot of, a lot of backup running backs do really well once if their starting running back gets injured and we see that a lot and then once the starter comes back, they just don't see as much volume and it's quite simple and I just I just I mean, look, the team could like him and they could give it to him in like the red zone maybe and he Four gets touchdowns on the season. Yeah, but that's matter. yeah, but I, he I got two touchdowns think, week one I, and I barely got think, any fantasy points. I, I don't, I don't think that they're fluky. I, I think this Lions offense is no, super explosive. Fluky. They have the most plays over twenty yards this year, and they're gonna get Jamison Williams back. And I feel like they're gonna be moving the ball. They have a top five offensive line, and Dan Campbell's calling the plays. Dan Campbell loves Jamal Williams, and I don't think that these one yard rush rushing touchdowns are 
like random. I think he will get pretty much every single uh, okay, carry, carry inside, inside the, the five. five. Then that's yeah, good yeah, for yeah, the Lions, will. not you for will. fantasy yeah, owners. I, I agree. I think it's a good for the Lions to have a guy. I think that it's they pretty nice on, to be a fantasy owner with a guy that has four touchdowns on the season, bro. Yeah, mm. because two of them was from the yard, one yard line in garbage time against the Eagles. That that probably will happen but, again. Yeah, that what do you mean that again? probably will happen? That, that could again. happen again. Like two when they one yard when they face the Bills, like I, they're going to score eventually against yeah, the Bills. He got two touchdowns, twenty eight yards week one. Like that's yeah, exactly. not impressive. And then he had twenty carries last week. Yeah, because Swift wasn't there. Exactly. Swift played the entire first half. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he did not play the entire second half. But which then is they were where down. Williams got his but then they Swift. were down. Yeah. So what? What do you mean they were down? They weren't down the whole game. So they, asking, they were down in the game. fourth. Yeah, like they weren't down. They were down in the fourth with one minute left. They weren't down. They were they, the the Dolphins. The Vikings scored a touchdown with twenty five seconds left. I'm just saying that Jamal Williams' usage will keep on going, no. and he's going to get volume. That's and just the thing. There's a more fluky guy in this list than the guy I picked is actually Khalil Herbert because he's yeah, also a sure. backup. Yeah. yeah. Just like Jamal Williams, but Khalil Herbert will never be successful when David Montgomery's there. Yeah. Never. He will never be successful. Um, you can never bet on a Khalil Herbert, like him even doing anything, even scoring a touchdown. Like I know there's at least a chance Jamal Williams will score, a decent chance he's gonna score when um when uh Swift is there. But as long as Dave Montgomery's healthy, Herbert is just like I yeah. mean the Bears have been running the ball pretty effectively, but I mean I don't expect that to last very long and he does not deserve to be in this top ten. List. I hundred percent agree. I also put Khalil Herbert. I pretty much the running backs are just like awful. Like you look at this list and it is not even close to like what the receivers, quarterbacks are. And well, it's very fluky. Because Khalil Herbert, he had one good week. He put up thirty oh, yeah. points he, last yeah. week. And now well, he's top, against the, and no. now he's a top ten running back. He's yeah. a top ten running back because yeah. of one week. And I feel like it's because of that one play. Shows. Like he got like a sixty he yard touchdown. Yeah, but like he, a lot of a lot of his like That's great week was again. one. See, that, yeah, that won't that won't happen with David Montgomery. Yeah. So I I hundred percent agree with you, Billy. I think Khalil Herbert, like Unless David Montgomery keeps on getting injured or has a serious injury, I don't think he'll be like smelling the top twenty. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely not. Um, my guy is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just because I don't. I mean, the Chiefs' offense has struggled in the past couple of games, and I think Mahomes will have to pass the ball a lot more. Just lean back well, to Clyde's their old a pass philosophy. catching running back. I mean, nah, CH isn't yeah, that good. Yeah, he sucks. He had seven. He had seven. He had seven carries. He had seven carries for zero yards and a touchdown last week. Like that, that won't happen that many times. Yeah, I mean, his usage is bad. He got out snapped by Jarek McKinnon last week as well. I, I'm, I'm with you here, Caleb. I don't yeah, think CEH like is just going to keep up a top five running back pace. Yeah. Definitely not top. Five. I mean, he is a pass catching running back, and he does catch the ball a little bit. But that, I mean, I'll take five receptions enough. for the thirty yards again that he's going to get, along with probably at least the thirty yards on the ground and a possible touchdown. I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a top ten running back. He definitely but, won't have five receptions a game. Okay. Why would he have five? He had five receptions he's one game. The this running year. back on arguably a top three offense in the league with and Patrick. It's Mahomes. not, and it's also he it's also not. hasn't okay. had a top. He hasn't had more than five receptions this whole entire year. Okay, well he had five receptions against the Colts. Yeah, so how is he averaging five receptions? I'd never said average. Yeah. Yes, you did. But I said okay. I said I'd yeah. be completely but fine. You with said you'd average five receptions five, with thirty five receptions. Yards. I'll take thirty yards and the thirty on the ground. But you're not going to get that every single week, and you're not going to get like any rushing upside for the rest of the year. Why not? Because Jared McKinnon has Jared pretty much McKin- gotten all of it. Bro, <laughs> he, he had seven attempts him. for He's zero out-snapped. yards last week. What are you talking he, about? He, Jared McKinnon <laughs> is out-snapping him, and the Chiefs were up for a good portion of this game. I mean, the Chiefs, like, 
I don't know what it is, but like their special teams was awful. Sky, like literally, if you were trying to fix a game, last week would be a perfect. Yeah, the same amount Chiefs of will lose week. that game one out of every hundred times. Yeah, the way they yeah, lost exactly. that game. It's so just why not just scratch weird. that game? The game before, Clyde had eighty yards on the ground. Yeah, he broke a he broke a run that was like he half like of his fantasy points. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, we'll see what he does against the Bucks. He's gonna have like yeah, he's gonna ten carries for eight yards. Yeah, and maybe the best a defense touchdown. in the league. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they have a hard schedule. It's the Chiefs. They're the number one seed. They play the Bills. They play the Raiders twice. And they play their, the Broncos twice. It's not like they have an easy schedule going forward. And they play the Rams. So now moving on to wide receivers who we think will fall at the top 10. Uh, number one, uh, well, here are the top 10 wide receivers. Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Amonra, St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, uh, Tyree Kill, Christian Kirk, A.J. Brown, Curtis Samuel, Marquise Brown, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, Billy, who do you have falling out of the top 10 here? Um, like I said, with my quarterback pick and Carson Wentz, I'm going to stick with Curtis Samuel. He's been really great this season so far, um, and the commanders haven't been half bad yet. But out of these guys, I mean, most of them are pretty solid, and I expect at least seven or eight of these guys to stay in this top 10 range. So the outliers here to me are Curtis and Marquise Brown and maybe Christian Kirk. I love what they're doing in Jacksonville, and I also think Marquise Brown is just uh, Kyler's safety pillow. Even without D-Hop there, I think he's still more effective than Curtis Samuel will be with McLaurin there. And I just don't think this passing offense stays alive for as well for as long as it has been right now. And Curtis Samuel is just going to slowly decline. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And if you have him fantasy, I'd say sell him now because he's very high. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, ju- I just think, like you said, no one else. I think this list is pretty good for a top 10. And I think he is definitely Curtis Samuel is the outlier here. Um, but if you see like Jahan Dotson, week one and two, he got a touchdown, but then week three, he did absolutely nothing. So you just never know with, um, it, also because there's so much talent. Yeah, you got the with three guys, commanders, so you right? Know who you're gonna get right, and I, I just think there's yeah, there's just too many targets, and you know, I, I, as you said, Wentz isn't good either. Yeah, so. Wentz can just have an off day and yeah, throw you, three picks yeah. and be benched by the third quarter. Yeah, so, so you just there's so many different factors that you just can't predict. I just, just once again, I'm just staying away from the commanders' offense as a whole. Yeah, I I. Curtis Samuel, I've liked the way they they're using him. Like they're giving yeah, him the been ball very a lot. Yeah, um, and in 2020, I think he was like a top 25 wide receiver. Like not many people know that. And then 2021, he was hurt. So I do think he he will have like a solid year. But definitely, there is so much talent at wide receiver that I definitely think he'll get you. And I know last week he pre- he had like a decent game, but it was also uh, he picked up a lot of his points in garbage time when they were down by 20 points and they were I just mean, chucking the ball. Garbage so. time seen, counts, baby. He's seen 11, 9, and 10 targets. It's not like there's I mean, a he's lot. he's good. There's a like, lot of mouths to feed, but they're I'm, feeding him pretty okay, well. Okay, but just look at this list and tell me that he is not the clear outlier. Well, he is the clear outlier, so. but that isn't to say that he won't continue this volume because this offense it, see, is like, awful. And they, I, he's seeing he has eight receptions, seven receptions, and seven receptions. It, it's just like there's so much talent at the wide receiver position that Curtis Samuel in this awful Washington offense will not keep up this pace. Like, it's not... So much talent. There's, like, a li- there's like some talent. Everyone, there's, there's everyone on this list deserves Nobody to be was saying so much talent at the start T, of the year. T. Higgins, T. Higgins is probably already going to jump him. Jamar Chase is easily going to jump him. Like, they go- yeah, Debo's going to come in. There's so Devante. many wide... Devontae. Yeah. So no, many wide receivers. on his team. Not talent. Obviously, there's a lot of talent behind him. I'm just saying, like... It's it's a little bit ridiculous to be like, oh, like there's a lot of math speed. There's so much talent on this Washington Commanders team when one of the guys is a rookie who had a big week one and the other guy is Terry McLaurin who's been like two. what? And week two. He had a pretty big week two. And the other guy is Terry McLaurin who's like been this like sort of like so called elite player in these past couple of years, but hasn't really ever been able to get the volume. And my guy is some is 
I don't really I don't really know who to pick for this because I feel like Jalen Waddle is not gonna continue being over Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins offense. I think Tyreek Hill will definitely pass him in fantasy points, and I think Jalen Waddle will fall to like eight or nine because it's just impossible to keep up these two star studded receivers at four and five, especially when your star quarterback is going through whatever he's going through right now. So I think Jalen Waddle will definitely see a big fall off because Tyreek Hill is the ultimate safety blanket because he just does it all. Yeah, I I was debating on whether or not to put Jalen Waddle. I think Waddle is just such a he's fun so guy to talented. have. Yeah, yeah, he's so talented. Yeah, he is. He's such a fun guy to have. And I feel like I, I'm really buying into this Mike McDaniel offense. Yeah. And I don't think Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, to it, we don't know when he's going to come back. But I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is like an awful, awful backup quarterback. He's not no, saying he's, he's not. very experienced. Yeah, no, I think yeah. he's too. So I think Jalen Waddle might see like a slight. A decrease in production, but this Mike McDaniel offense, I think, is legit. And yeah, I think they're going to get the ball to him and Tyreek constantly. I mean, I just didn't see the ball going to Waddle when Bridgewater... He, I mean, I don't think Waddle had a reception with Bridgewater in the game. He had one. It was more... Actually, he he was leaning to, like, this guy number 14, Sheriffield or whatever. Yeah. He saw so many targets, and it looked like... He, if I was watching the game from an outsider point of view and not knew the roster beforehand... I would think this guy, Sherryfield, was the clear wide receiver. Yeah, that, that's practice squad reps, baby. Yeah. They were doing the practice squad all yeah. during the second team. So they exactly, know each other. Exactly. It's the second team. They know each other, which is why I think that Bridgewater has sort of his guy that he might lean on a little bit more than Jalen Waddle, even though Jalen Waddle is obviously I mean, a lot more talented. I mean, that was also kind of like on the hop, though. Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to get him back. They're going to have time to practice, yeah, obviously. Now, but I think a, that Terry Kill is still. They have a long week before their next game. I don't yeah. know who they play, but like, they play I'm the sure, Jets, which will okay. be easily. I'm sure no, Terry Kill no, no. will become familiarized yes. with throwing the ball to Jalen Waddle. True, so but I also think that Terry Kill will be the number one guy. Well, obviously. Well, he's not in the fantasy rankings at the moment, which is why I'm saying that Waddle will fall down. Yeah. Um, so my guy is Marquise Brown. Uh, D-Hop coming back is really the only argument against him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for yeah, him. Yeah, I, mean, not much I think that him. before D-Hop comes back these next three weeks, he'll be able to show a lot of volume. Like watching He's also that banged game up. The Rams. He might miss this he week. He also is hurt. Which... Get ready for Dorch week, baby. Yeah. Watching that game against the Rams. Andy Isabella, look out. Oh my He's yeah, cut. I'm He's on the Bears. Oh, Fade the Cardinals. Fade the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals are going to blow out the Cliff Panthers Kingsbury is one of the worst coaches in the league. 100%. True, but if Marquise Brown plays this week, then they're going to blow out the Panthers. And the fact that they're underdogs in that game. or Well, I don't think they're underdogs anymore. I think but they're plus one. They let, yeah, they're plus one. It's like a pick I think. But I still think that they will win the game easily. Okay, so now moving on to the top 10 tight ends here. Uh, number one, Mark Andrews. Two, Travis Kelsey. Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz, Dallin, Darren Waller, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, David Njoku, and Pat Fryermuth. Um, Billy, who do you have? Fryermuth. Um, once again, this year's offense, I think, is abysmal. Mitch Trubisky is horrendous. Pickett season, who baby. Who knows when Kenny Pickett's going to come <laughs> in. This year's year is almost like a rebuilding year to me. I mean, I think they thought they had a chance of winning and maybe being a sneaky wildcard team, but obviously they're not. Um, they can't run the ball. The offensive line is not good. Najee's going to be beat up by the end of the season. They're always down, which you would think is good for Farmuth, and the only time he's ever actually like, playable is if he's going to score a touchdown. You need a bank on that last yeah. minute, like yeah. two minute, two minutes left in the game, like that last red zone touchdown. Otherwise, he, like he's never going to be a guy that's going to catch like five for 50. Um, it's just never gonna happen. It's gonna be more like two for thirty and a touchdown, if that. Um, so I'm just fading him, and 
I'm just not never going to be confident in him or the Steelers offense. Steelers also have like the hardest schedule the next yeah. eight weeks. They play the Bills, and they're Bucks, just in a tough division. Chiefs, I mean, the Dolphins, like they have such a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, so yeah. I 100% agree. The tight end position is awful. Like, this shouldn't be a thing. Like, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey should just be wide receivers and then replace the tight end with a flex. Like, this is awful. This list list is relatively showing of, like, the top five, top ten tight ends in the league besides Tyler Conklin, whatever. Like, he's had the veteran quarterback in Joe Flacco who likes to lead on their tight ends a lot. So he's going to have a pretty big couple start of the year. But I think this tight end list will relatively stay the same with a couple of guys coming in and out. Um, Dallas Goddard will definitely keep the same volume. Waller, I think, will say the same. Higby has looked pretty good. He's getting the red zone targets that we like. Zach Ertz, I think, will stay the same. Everett's looked good. I mean, with most of these guys, like, I just think that they'll stay the same throughout. I, I mean, like, these, this tight end list is kind of just, like, all the tight ends that, like, are owned in fantasy. Like, basically, anyone who's yeah, not in the top 10 is just, like, pretty much... Irrelevant. It's like yeah, Hayden it's Hurst so, like, and yeah. Robert so like Tunyon. Pat Fryermuth, I just think is just like him being tenth in the tight end list is just like it doesn't really matter. Like well, yeah, I think we're all forgetting about Kyle Pitts, who will 100 percent jump into the tight end. <laughs> I don't end. Pitts. No, I will. I don't think so. No, he will. I he will, will he put. Will. I I guarantee you that Kyle Pitts will be a top ten tight end. You have no, you have why? I guarantee. No, he will. Be. He one thousand percent will. But he's not good. He 100% is good, and he will be a top tight end. And also, I think Irv Smith he's in really, might he's jump been in really, the top really tight end here. in the last year and three three weeks. I mean, four weeks he's now. been really nobody's figured out how to use him. Nobody's figured out how to use him. Nobody's figured out how to use him. Do the Falcons have a London game this year? No, they might, don't. He might double his touchdown. Yeah, he might, but they don't have a London game. But nobody's figured out how to use him the whole entire time. How do you not know how to use your first round pick? Because their coach has been on the team. No, I love Arthur Smith. I don't know what it is with him. It's the guy's played have, like eighteen. No, he's played more. He's probably played like twenty games with the team now. Like, yeah. figure it out. Like, at a certain Arthur point, Smith. maybe it's not them figuring it out. Maybe it's just he's not good. Maybe Ar- it's he's had Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota as Mariota your quarterback. Mariota is comparable. He's it's comparable. He, the, Who cares if you have a rookie wide receiver or a rookie tight end? You don't want him having Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. Not who's every team Drake, has Drake London's Herbert. been amazing. Yeah, Drake London Drake has London's the same quarterback. He's right. been ten Drake times as good. Why is Drake London getting more open targets. than Kyle Pitts? Because he's getting ten targets a game. Because he's open. And Kyle yeah, Pitts isn't. Kyle Pitts is seeing the same Kyle amount Pitts of volume though. They're seeing the same. Kyle Pitts had five for eighty-seven Kyle last Pitts? week. Kyle Pitts is a great person if you want to have four points a week on your team. He yeah. will 100% yeah. step up. He's great to have two catches and 21 up. yards. He will 1,000% okay. He should step up. Like, it's really embarrassing if he doesn't finish the season as a top 10 tight end. Like, yeah, it's utterly embarrassing. embarrassing considering he's he, been drafted. He will. He will. And considering Marcus Mariota threw end. the ball 20 times last game and he hasn't thrown the ball more than 30 times. He only threw the ball more than 30 times. One game against the Saints. I was one of the idiots that drafted him, and thankfully I traded him away. So I, I don't that, have that cancer on my team anymore. I think that he'll definitely step <laughs> it up. And Marcus Mariota has been awful. So I think I'd rather have David Njoku than him. So 100% no. Chill with Njoku, hey. He's but good. My guy, He's good. My guy is uh, Tyler Conklin. Um, Watch I, it. I just hate Zach Wilson, dude. <laughs> Zach Wilson is like he's good. He's gonna kill this Jets offense. Who Zach Wilson? A hundred percent. Joe Flacco. Whoa. Joe Flacco. A... Joe Flacco is leading the league in Joe passing Flacco's attempts. Joe Flacco's Zach Wilson's not gonna do that. He's leading and the thing is, because they've been down every game. But Zach Wilson's White, not gonna do it. I'm just you saying. Want him to lead? Let me, I don't care if he leads the league. I'm just gonna say this. Yeah, that's not like a good what, stat. Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin. Been a top three tight end. Brees Hall is a top eighteen running back right now. Garrett. 
Garrett Wilson has been incredible. Elijah Moore, not so great. Michael Carter has been all right. One of those five guys is going to like die off completely when Zach Wilson comes. Yeah. And yeah. nobody nobody knows who's well, going to be. It could be two. It could be, be three. It's gonna be Garrett Zach Wilson, Wilson hasn't nah. been good. He's coming off an injury. Um, I just have Tyler Conklin as a complete faller. Um, like you said, Caleb, I think vet QBs, they just look to their tight end more. Yeah. And it's also on some of these teams, you need a quarterback that can actually like go through progressions. And Zach Wilson is not one to go through progressions that well. So I I don't think Tyler Conklin does anything. Pretty yeah, much so. yeah. I mean, I don't really have any the opinions on him. Too. I mean, the Jets are, you know, obviously a top three team in the league. Um, better yeah, than Jets. <laughs> kidding. Yeah, okay. True. I, I would argue with that. Wildness. Yeah, I, I mean, I could, I could be on board with that. I Okay, whatever. So now we're going to move on to our next segment here. We're going to be giving uh, one player who is currently outside of the top 15 at wide receiver and running back who we think will finish top 10, top 8 at the end of the year. Um, so my guy is Debo. Uh, he's currently the wide receiver 33 on the year. And with Jimmy Garoppolo back, he had 10 targets, which was a season high for him. I The only thing with this team is that they lost Trent Williams. He's going to be out for a little bit. I think this offense will definitely decline. But I do think Debo has the talent. He has the volume. He has the opportunity to really get back under his feet and finish as like a top eight, top ten guy. Yeah, I definitely think that he will finish in the top eight or top ten. As we saw his talent strive with Jimmy G last year, and they just need some time to practice and get the game script correct so that Debo can get back in it. I mean, the whole Broncos strategy last year or last week was to just like they were talking about the whole time. The coach just wanted to. Take away Debo and take away Kittle. If someone was going to beat them, they didn't want it to be either of them. They completely took away Debo in the second half. So when they get everything back on track and can get Debo the balls that he like deserves, then I think he'll be able to be in the top 10, definitely. Yeah, and I love I love the rushing upside with him. I feel like Kyle Shanahan's offense is just so good, creating creating space for players who are great after the when they have the ball. So I definitely think Debo will jump up. The only thing is that wide receiver is like such a stacked, stacked position that it's going to be hard for people to really like slide up into the top 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause there's just, there's not many you guys. Be healthy. Who, yeah. You got to be healthy and then and consistent. consistent. And also get maybe someone else on your team who's not healthy, like some of these other guys who are going to go into the top 10 because like people like Michael Thomas, people like D Hopper seeing these injuries. So, it's either you stay healthy or you become the wide receiver one on your team somehow. And my guy is Elijah Moore because I think that he'll be able to be in the top 15 just because Zach Wilson loved him last year and Joe Flacco clearly has not liked him to start the year. I think he'll see a lot of volume because they were the clear dynamic duo on the team last year. And Zach Wilson has never thrown a ball to Garrett Wilson in his career. So I think that... That's not true. Kill. I mean, Yes, Let me say is. something. Look, you, you're talking about he has to be in the top 15 or top 10 yeah. with his stats already, not starting yeah. now. You it's think been he's going to three weeks? We mean which yeah, but, stats yeah, but already. He hasn't done anything. You have like sure less than 100 yeah, yards. Look, three weeks. These guys have like 300 nah, already. Maybe, maybe if you're starting now, going forward, you can maybe argue that he could be a top yeah, 15. Forward, but top with with, this, with the you know numbers he's already has, there's no chance he's going to surpass. He just has no amount of talent as any other receiver in the top 15. Yeah. So like Christian. 
Christian Kirk oh. probably has like triple the amount of points yeah. that he has. Yeah, yeah, that's completely fine. And so the he's going to make up three nowhere, times the amount of points that Kirk already he has. He's nowhere near the amount of talent as Marquise Brown. There's no you're telling me this right now. You're we'll telling me Elijah Moore is well, nowhere. We, we I have, would take Marquise Brown over Elijah Moore. Yes, yeah, so times would I. But I'm. You're telling me that there's no. He is nowhere close to what the amount Elijah of talent. What is Elijah proven? He was a rookie last year. What, was, what is he, he proven? Was okay he was great with Zach Wilson in a team that he was, was bad. Good. He, was, he good. was good last year. I'll take Garrett Wilson over him too. Yeah. Not also, a, this, not Garrett, and Zach I was too. I do think that like for the first like three or four maybe weeks, I think Elijah Moore like could be like kind of good, but Garrett Wilson is so good, and I don't. I think it would be Way a huge mistake. Moore. To not give them the ball and Brees Hall, they spent a second round draft pick. Yeah, he's been God. so be good. good he's been so good yeah. in the passing game. So I think there's a lot more playmakers on this offense than last year. And just for that reason, yeah. I don't think Elijah if, Moore comes anywhere near where he if, was last year. And if you look at why Zach, I mean Zach Wilson liked Elijah Moore last year, and he was a rookie. So I think the same thing could happen with Garrett Wilson or that's yeah Garrett Wilson this year. Um, you know, well, given that he's a rookie and he's already given, a beast, so but that's completely that logic makes absolutely no sense because they were both rookies when he was a rookie, and now Zach Wilson isn't a rookie anymore, and Garrett Wilson is now a rookie, and Garrett, I mean Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore were in the same like draft class, and they like developed as players together last year. And I think that Elijah Moore will be able to continue where he left off last um, year. One guy that's probably 10 times better than Elijah Moore, CeeDee Lamb, who will True. finish in the top 15. Um, when Dak comes back, I mean, CeeDee Lamb's been very good recent as like the last two weeks with Cooper Rush. And obviously, Dak is an improvement. I mean, potentially. Cooper Rush is pretty good. But uh, Dak, I think it's just like him and CeeDee Lamb already have a connection. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb's a clear one. Gallup coming back, I think, is going to hurt CeeDee Lamb's value a little bit. I think bit. it helps it. No, I think it hurts a little it bit. Helps, it it stretches the field yeah, so much Yeah, but it more. takes away targets. No. It doesn't matter. That that is true, but I feel like it stretches it stretch it stretches the field so much more. They can't bracket CD with a safety, which is what they've been doing. You look at the tape last week and see Lamb should have caught that touchdown for like that would have been a sixty-yard touchdown. You add that onto his total, he's probably in the top ten, honestly. So I mean, it's just this guy's like one play away from being there already. So I just don't see why he's He's got the skill. Yeah, I've noticed that he's like he needs like a hot hand to like really get going. Like yeah, I've noticed I mean, that, that a lot one drive is like that big one drive, games. yeah, yeah he, against the Giants. He had like six catches yeah. for like mm-hmm. forty yards or like fifty yards he, and the touchdown. He just yeah. has to like get hot and then mm-hmm. he's like incredible. I need to you make were sure he's catching. Saying that he might be awful like last week did. I still, I'm. He has not proven anything to me yet. I think that CD Lamb. Yeah, I, I completely agree with this. I think he'll be able to jump into the top ten and jump guys like we were talking about earlier, like Curtis Samuel, Christian Kirk, and Marquise Brown, who won't see as much volume as he will going forward. I I I agree with CD Lamb. As a Cowboys fan, it's like um, I really wish he caught that ball. He would have had a monster <laughs> day. Um, but definitely when Dak comes back, Michael Gallup comes back, James Washington comes back, Dalton Schultz was also hurt last week. Yeah. I feel like this offense is going to move the ball a lot more, a lot more efficiently, and I think he's going to score more touchdowns as yeah. well. Yeah. Zach, who's who's your guy? Um, I know you said pick someone outside the top 15, but I'm I'm still going to go with Devontae Adams, who's not in the top 10. Or I, and I think it's so, crazy. So what's your prediction for him? It, he's right now the wide receiver 11. He's got to be top yeah, five. Yeah, he better be 11 because he's— I where mean, where where do you think he finishes? I think he finishes in the top five, which I think I think it's crazy yeah. that he's already Fair. not in the top ten. 
because, I mean, he has three touchdowns, which is more than Marquise Brown and A.J. Brown, and I mean, who both had one touchdown. Those guys have, like, probably like, ten times the amount of catches. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just that alone. Marquise Brown had more Jefferson catches than less touchdowns. Just that alone should show you that he does not have what it takes to be in the top I mean, he five does. Derek Carr does. No, no, ob- no, 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 no. Obviously, he has the talent, what it takes. So we've seen it in the past that he has, obviously, what it takes. But in this offense right now, I don't know. The coach is... Awful. Yeah. The Raiders coach sucks. But we've the Raiders, seen, the Raiders as a team are that better he, than their record. 100%. Yeah, yeah, they're better the than zero three. Away from being three now. However, I don't. I just don't think yeah. that he'll be able to, um, to just keep, like the same. I mean, I don't know what they have I to change, but Derek Carr needs to wake and up and realize he's I don't a know receiver in football and throwing the ball. Yeah, I don't know if Hunter. I mean, he has Hunter been, been out. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know what Matt Collins. Like, yeah, Matt Collins cannot be getting Devontae Adams targets. He's leading the team in targets catches. Matt Collins is leading the team in targets and catches. I mean, who who knows what's going to happen with this Raiders team? Like, they're the only team that is zero and three. I mean, it it's weird how they they went like all in during the off season, and now they have the worst record in football. Yeah, I don't think it's completely done yet. But we'll see. after this week, it might be completely. They, what, they play this, the Broncos. This, that's, a, yeah. that's a loser this, leaves town. This is yeah, completely. This is yeah, this what Matt Collins no, did not last. Yeah. Not for the Broncos. What Matt Collins did last week is what they should do with Devontae every single yeah, week. Obviously. Yeah, well, if like they, could, if they, they would. No, and apparently they, Matt Collins they can. is like the reincarnation of God himself. I don't know what happened to him. He's so good. Um. So now we're gonna move on to our running backs, who we think will jump inside uh the top ten. Um, my guy is Leonard Fournette. He's top five in touches. He's second in carries behind Joe Mixon. But the only thing is he has no touchdowns. Um, if this Bucks offense can get going when Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio comes back and they start getting into the red zone, I definitely think he becomes probably an automatic top eight running back if he stays healthy. There's a lot of hype around Fat Lenny, but um, I, don't if, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it. Um, if he can't find the end zone in the first weeks of the season, like what's like what's the issue here? Like why can't he get in these? Why can't he get into the end zone? Who knows? Um, but like what's changing that? As of now, the Bucks offense really hasn't been anything special. They've had like 15 points in like all three of their games. Um, they've been a subpar offense. I know they're obviously missing Godwin and they missed Evans last week, but. Uh, I don't know how I'm thinking about Fournette. They've also played three I mean, incredible yeah. defenses. I can't believe yeah. you're seriously saying this right now. Leonard Fournette will 100% jump into the top yeah, 10. I agree. I mean, he was great last year. I don't think. I, and I, I'd give bro, him like a 70% chance. He's had 24 carries, 21 carries, and 12 carries against the Packers. He is 100% a top 10 back. How do you have 60-plus carries and can't get into the end zone? Because the, the offense, the, the offense has four touchdowns all year. Riddle me that. Yeah. What do you mean, riddle you that? Chris Godwin, Mike Evans have been out the whole entire year, and Julio Jones. Julio Jones is out the past two weeks, also. Mike Evans is out for one week. Mike, I, yeah. I think Mike their Evans their schedule is going to get a lot weeks. easier. And Godwin played one week too. The, exactly. Ske- well, he got so, hurt during the middle of it. He played but their schedule is going to get a lot easier. Their skill position is going to come back in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You would hope he'd be he's, falling at the top ten, but he's easily going to get more red zone touches. Yeah. They haven't been in the red zone like at all. All you have like to see, not even. All you have to see is that when every single person played, he had 21 carries for 127 yards. The field completely opens up when everyone's healthy. This Bucks true. offense is elite, and they were playing against a very, very tough Cowboys defense. So Leonard Fournette, and also I forgot to say, Chris Godwin will definitely be in the top ten. I think Chris Godwin will be in the top ten also. I don't know about Chris Godwin, but I think that, be, that's besides the point. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just I feel like that. this Bucks offense is going to get going. And this is a team that's going to be up in the second half. They're just going to be running the ball to Leonard Fournette. He's going to be 
any game that they're winning or it's a close game, he will see 20-plus carries. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's the thing. Yeah, I did. I think 100%. And I, my guy's Javante Williams, who I honestly disagree with myself, sort of. But wait. Uh, yeah, I disagree with myself, but I, I honestly think that he will— that he'll get the receiving value that we thought he was at the beginning of the year and also the carries. And I just think that this Broncos offense will figure things out and he'll be able to get it done. People people are just wish-casting at this point. People are just wish-casting that Javante um, that Javante becomes the RB1 here. Like, True. Melvin Gordon and him, like, have the same amount of snaps, same amount of carries. Like, Javante, like, probably will not become the RB1. Like that's just what it is. I think that he. It, will. It's been two different I offensive think, coordinators, completely different systems. Yet they still have yeah, but he's the so same, good. the like, same the touches, same carries. What there. makes him good, Caleb? It's what just wish He was amazing in college, and he's he showed college signs is not of being the NFL. Good. College isn't. Well, the NFL, he had. He had Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was a generational talent in college, and he comes to the NFL. I am saying the same thing about Kyle Pitts because he was. That logic okay. isn't great. The, the thing is, the thing is, wait, 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 wait. The thing is, <laughs> when Melvin Gordon, when Melvin Gordon, when Melvin Gordon was out last year against the Chiefs, he put up thirty points, and yeah. like the second he gets like eighty well, percent of need the to touches, then cut Melvin Gordon. True. If they want, if they want this guy to succeed, then make him the clear guy and get rid of they Melvin should. Gordon. Yeah. yeah, but they won't do it because Direct people goes. just put this into the future, think it's gonna happen, but the they won't. Yeah, the Bron- I mean, I also think that Cortland Sutton will be able to do pretty good also. Yeah, he's good. But I think that I hopefully the Broncos can get it together. But if they don't, then obviously this whole offense sucks. But, yeah. Uh, Zach, who's your guy? Uh, my guy is Dalvin Cook. And, you know, this argument I'm about to make is if he stays healthy. Um, I think if he stays healthy the rest of the year, he's undoubtedly going to be in the top. I, th- I think there's no doubt he's going to be in the top 10. And I think if you say he's not, you're probably crazy because that's basically saying that he's washed. And I think he's still in his prime. And I think if he stays healthy, he will be a top five running back again. And I think that's pretty obvious. The yeah, thing is, is that they're just not using him in the passing game. Like he had ninety, he had ninety rushing he's yards mad. and a touchdown. Like last last week, I I thought he was gonna go off. I thought he was gonna have a huge game. I thought they were gonna get the wheels churning for him. He was injured, but he he has no passing upside right now. And that's the thing, zero. But passing he's talented. Upside. I agree Every that guy he's talented. That's talented. also just yeah. not even true. He has no passing upside. He had four receptions in the second game, three receptions in the first game. And, I mean, he... What about that third and game? And he had six targets and five targets in the first two games. What about the, the third, third game? game? He had 96 yards and a touchdown. But I'm talking about receiving. Okay, but I'm talking about when he does get rushing upside. Why do you need the receiving upside if he's going to have 100 how, yards and a touchdown? that's how you jump up. That's how okay, you are six a six targets and five targets the other two games. You can either hurt. you can either be Derrick Henry and just like get so much volume, yeah. or you could be like Saquon and you could get like fifteen carries, but also have like seven catches. Right, that's and the he's two ends. Six and five he's, targets. He's like right in the middle, and the only thing is that he has to pick a lane, kind of, and that's the thing. This Vikings offense has been like kind of sluggish. He's uh he's going back and forth between the lanes, and I'm mm-hmm. liking it, and I think that he'll be able to if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, because the talent's obviously there. We've seen in the past. Um, my guy is Brees Hall. Dan mentioned him earlier. I think he is a um, extremely talented running back. He's proven to be very good since week one. His disappointment in week one, he's been very good since then. He catches a lot of passes. He's found the end zone a few times now. Um, I think with Zach Wilson coming back, he's going to see even more upside and more receptions. Um, obviously, he's proving himself to be way better than Michael Carter because that guy's a scrub. He's sure. going to get the ball more, more target upside, more uh, 
more carries in general, and I think he's just going to be a bigger part of this Jets offense, especially since they're down. They'll be just dumping the ball off to him. Um, and I just really like this guy, and I think he's got a lot of talent. I love having him on my fantasy team. Yeah, I, I think he sees so many more snaps. Him and Etienne, I'm going to put in the same category. I think the Jaguars, they're going to stay around in these close games, if not be trailing. So I think both of them are going to see a lot more lot more of the snaps just because they are the passing down guys. Um, but, yeah, they used a high, very high draft pick on him, and, yeah, I, I agree with this. Let's go ahead and take Etienne out of that comparison and just put – Brees Hall in his own thing because Etienne will 100% not get to the level that Brees Hall is at. Because James Robinson's better than him. I never That's said he true. wasn't. Yes, she, yes, okay. it, yes, of course yeah, it's true. It's not even for a different time. You don't think James Robinson's better than Travis Etienne? No. Really? It's it's pretty much Etienne dropped. Etienne's coming off an ACL injury. That is true. He did you don't give that though. excuse for any other running back except for him. No, no, you do. No, it's, you don't. It's, it's players that when a, year, a, year after, a year after their injury, when they start to get used to it, that's when they become really good. And Etienne, as he gets more comfortable on that leg, he will definitely become really good. Not to mention Etienne in week one dropped a touchdown and then Trevor Lawrence missed him on a touchdown. So I definitely Hasn't think I definitely think he could be really good still. Yeah. Uh, so to end things off, we're going to be doing a uh, ride or die. Uh, we're going to pick one guy who are we who are who we are riding this week and we think are going to be really good. And then one guy who we think is going to be really bad. Uh, Billy, start us off with your ride. Um, my ride is Nicholas Chubb. I think he is the new Derrick Henry. I think he is one of the best running backs in the league. I think with the ball in his hands in the backfield, with this Browns offensive line, and Jacoby Brissett, who's actually not half bad, he is extremely good. I love having him on my team. I think he's going to have at least 150 yards this week against... Who are they playing? They're playing a horrendous defense. I forget exactly. Yeah, the Falcons. Falcons. Oh, the Falcons, yeah. They're playing the Falcons. I should see a ton of... Uh, rushing upside, and he seems to find the end zone every game. I know Kareem Hunt's there, and it's kind of scary because he can take some of the touches in the red zone, but for majority of the time, you'll see Chubb in there, and I just love Chubb this yeah, week and for the rest of the season. I like this pick. Kareem Hunt's the best player in the league. I mean, he's the best running back in the league. I mean, Nick it's Chubb. not even, yeah, Nick Chubb's the yeah. best. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I completely agree with this. And New mine, Henry. So yeah. we were just talking about who is Saquon. Last time Saquon was my ride was week one, and he had. 184 yards, 164 yards in a touchdown. Everyone should just ride Nick Chubb, honestly. Um, like, there's yeah. no reason not to. Saquon plays the Bears this week, and the Bears' rushing defense is awful. Um, and Saquon is amazing, and he's completely back. And now he's a top five running back in the league. He's very good. And people have finally come to see that Saquon is extremely talented. Still wasn't a good pick. Uh, he that is true. Back Will, yeah, okay, fine. It but he's obviously a good pick because he was injured. Well, it's just like never smart draft running backs that early. That is true. I think that... Yeah, but he's also now incredible. Yeah. Now, after four he years. will be, <laughs> yeah. I'm not arguing about the pick part. I think that he will be a ride, and he will yeah. go off this week. Yeah, I mean, these two guys is like, they're top, they're the one and two running backs, obviously, starting them. Um, well, yeah. My guy is A.J. Dillon. I think the Packers are going to just wipe the Patriots. I think A.J. Sure. Dillon sees a ton of touches. Um I think he definitely gets 20, 20 carries. So you're just chasing the volume there. Yeah. They're going to be in the red zone. Uh, Brian Hoyer is going to throw a couple picks, <laughs> extra possessions. Is Aaron so. Jones not playing? No, he is. No, he is. I think A.J. Dillon just, He's just been one getting of those a lot weeks, of volume. One of those a lot weeks. of volume. Yep. Yeah, I think this is a very low-scoring game, and the Packers <laughs> just run the ball through the Patriots, throw it, win like 27-0 to zero or something like that. I don't think the Patriots score a point against the Packers, so I agree with that. That's very yeah. possible. Zach, who's your ride? Uh, my ride is Garrett Wilson. We kind of talked about him earlier. I think he's going to find some immediate chemistry with Zach Wilson. I like who, this. Yeah. I, this, I, is, I, this is my die, so I'll really? let you go, and then I'll go. No, <laughs> I, I think he's going to find him. I mean, he, he's proven that he's, like a, he's a great yeah, receiver and that 
you know, last year, Elijah Moore, like I said earlier, my, Elijah Moore was a rookie. Zach Wilson made him good. And this year, Zach Wilson, uh, Garrett Wilson's a rookie. I think Zach Wilson's going to make him good. And I, I just think he's, I think he's very talented, and I think he's going to find some chemistry with Zach Wilson. I think it's literally the first time that he's, like, ever going to be catching passes from Zach Wilson this week. And Zach is on the Yeah. It's going to be his first time. I don't like think there's going to be a caught a pass from Zach Wilson before. Yeah. Well, it's completely different. Yeah. he. <laughs> it's completely different. Yeah. We'll it's like week one all over like, again. Not that great at all. So. Yeah, but, like, it's still... A, like a moving human being that can catch it's it's like saying like that you haven't like r- like ran the ball with someone before like you still like no, put it, the ball in the same place no like, it's different because you know where guys are supposed to be you know where you have to get it to them for them to catch it I think it's there's going to be a little bit of growing pains between the two um, so Zach I'll offer you this okay what do you think is a reasonable line for the amount of fantasy points he scores we'll put five bucks on this okay how many points do you think he's? How many points? What's a reasonable under? line? What's right. a reasonable line? I don't think Zach should put up the line if he's the one. Yeah, I think I, thirteen is him. a reasonable line. Are you uh, over let Zach? Me, let me look at his game log. He's projected thirteen. He's exactly. projected thirteen in PPR. Okay, do you, think, over do you think he passes his projection? Yeah, I definitely. Okay, okay I'm over. taking the under. Yeah, I also projection. think he's going under. And also, I'd my over. so uh, we got we we got five bucks, Zach. Okay, Billy, we'll we'll go in. No, no, no. All right, fine. My die is the Bills' offense this week, except for obviously Josh Allen and Diggs. Um, they play. They're playing. A hurricane and yeah, the it's the east terrible. coast, and we've seen how the Bills doing in bad weather. They yeah. don't do very well unless it's snowing on them. But yeah. I mean, I don't like I, Diggs is cramping up all the time. I don't know what's wrong with him. He can't play in bad weather. And well, I it was just because of the heat. Now he's in the cold. He's not in the cold. He's in the pouring rain. The, yeah, the Bills' offense is all going to faint. Wind is supposed to be horrendous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I think that the Ravens are honestly going to win this game. Similar to you, my uh, die is anyone that is a part of the Saints organization. They're (laughs) playing at a 9.30 game in London. All these guys are not used to the time. They're all going to be tired. Um, They have Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback. Alvin Kamara has been subpar this year. He's been like awful. Yeah, he's been terrible. Um, Michael Thomas is out. Chris Olave has been good, but he's not going to be able to do it himself. Uh, I'd fade every single guy. Taste some hill, baby. Chris Olave oh, will 100 yeah. percent have a big fade, week this fade, week. Fade, Chris Olave is gonna have a Andy huge week. Andy to him? Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know Absolutely about not. Look, your receivers do well Absolutely with not. with veterans. Absolutely not. Taste hill. Huge week. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't Rookie Andy Dalton do- the starting yes. quarterback? Rookie yeah. receivers do well with veteran quarterbacks. Fade the it's Saints, proven please. In the past. I think a lot of it. I think the Saints will win the game. If you like Zach I think and the Saints have win the game. In your fantasy I don't know about that. I think they're going to win. Man, they just lost you just to tried the to trade for I think him. They're going to win. They just lost to the Panthers. I think the Saints How are they going to win this? I think they're going to win. They have to. And then, like, their division's up for grabs, sort of. The NFC is completely up for grabs. The wild card. I think they win this game. Let's bet $5 on the Viking Saints. Uh, No. Okay. On the spread, how about that? Three and a half? No. Why not? Come on. Okay, right. fine. All right, fine. Whatever. Uh, Caleb, who's your die? Uh, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Oh, yeah, the Bills. Saints. Sorry, sorry. Bills. Saints, Anti-high yeah. Bills. They're not going to do yeah. well this week, except yeah. for start Josh Allen and Diggs. But that's yeah. it. Bench Gabe Davis, Singletary, bench. Yeah. yeah. Tight end, bench. Yeah. Dawson my die. My die is Russell Wilson. He's getting paid way too much for no reason, <laughs> and he's just not good anymore. And, you know, the Broncos Ooh. should have been the top— 10 team, top 5 team. Should I don't think have. they're even a top 20, 20 I just, team. I think you should 100% start Russell Wilson. I no, 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 This is you, the you ride like, or die no, week no, for no, Russell Wilson, no, no. and you start him. Billy, you like him because he's on him. your team. but You start him. Of course I like him. I, I, think, I think you would hate him more if he was on the team. You got to start him. He's been awful. Start yeah, him. He's, he's playing terrible. the Raiders. The Raiders defense is bad. They're bad. 100% start him. 100%. He'll be a top 
seven fantasy quarterbacks this week. No. From, all right. Top five. Oh, he'll reach the top seven of fantasy quarterbacks this week, I'm thinking. We'll see about that. Uh, but thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, uh, Kayla, Billy, and Zach for coming on. Thank you, Walter, the producer in the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio for hosting us. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.